This is an ABC podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to another Sammy J Snack Pack with me, Sammy J, and this being the Snack Pack and my gosh, it's full this week. Coming up shortly, making his debut on the pod, it's my comedy husband, Randy Feltface, beaming in all the way from the safe fortress of Western Australia. <sighs> I met Randy so many years ago, after a gig, standing at the toilet, having a chat. There's nothing quite like a urinal chat, is there? Ah, uh, sorry to cut out half the population there. Also, you're a cubicle chat, just chatting between the cubicles or at the urinal. Many times I've been standing at a urinal. Someone sidles up next to me. It's a little bit awkward. I look up at them and discover they're actually really famous. It's even more awkward. I try and start a chat. Like, oh, hey, I liked you in that show you did. It gets extra awkward. But look, people are people. From a pauper to a prince, everyone needs to use the bathroom sometimes, which is why I've spent the past week asking everyone I know which famous people they've met in bathrooms. And tell you what, most people have seen someone. I've heard some cracking stories, not all of them necessarily fit for public consumption. But you know what is? My guests today, political journalist Alice Workman, will be getting her pun on for our debate on the podcast. And my colleague on ABC Radio Melbourne, Raf Epstein, is a journalist, he's a broadcaster, he's known for asking the hard questions and holding politicians to account. But today, he's going even more deep. He's going to be talking about kettles and how most of us are using the wrong type of kettle. And he's going to get pretty passionate from what I gather. So strap in, folks. Massive snack pack coming your way. I went down to the bathroom uh, while this party was going on. And who should walk in but um, Jennifer Anderson, which was all terribly exciting. Um, I know. So then I'm chatting away to Jennifer because we were waiting to go into into the actual so, bathroom. So, so then I'm chatting away to... Je- who Who made the first... Like, was she trying to keep to herself or did you get in... Or- no, not at all. She's, like, just super normal and friendly and, yeah, she was all like, oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> I'm just like, oh, fine, I'm talking to Jennifer Aniston, oh, my God. Almost like a friend, Alison. Uh, well, one might say. <laughs> and so um, what happened? So then Uma Thurman walks in. This is the Sammy J Snack Pack. Please enjoy in moderation. Now, it's taken me a little bit of time, but I am so excited. We've got a bit of a Snack Pack exclusive right now. He's been dodging my calls for months. I don't know where he's been. All I know is he packed his bags in Melbourne many months ago, and he's been on the road ever since. Randy, my comedy husband, have I got you on the line? You do, Sammy J. Just call me Lockdown Dodgy Magoo. What's going on? Where, Where have you been? Uh, well, I was in <laughs> basically wherever COVID isn't. Um, I was in Queensland for a bit. I managed to make it all the way up to Cairns. Then it got a bit sketchy there, so I bounced over to Darwin. It looked like it was going to kick off over there, so I managed to make it into Perth because luckily I had been in Darwin for 14 days, so they let me in. And now, right now, Sammy, I'm in Broome. See, Randy, the problem that I sort of see is it seems like everywhere you leave, they then go into lockdown literally like a day later. Are you yeah. COVID riddled? <laughs> I don't want to use the term super spreader, Sammy, but um, no, I think I'm all right. I think I'm just, I think I'm just ahead of the curve. Although getting to WA, it's like, it's like time travel. It's like 2019 here. Yeah, what's a little no, What oh, they don't man, even it's like? Bizarre. It's normal. 
No, it's like a it's like a human wildlife reserve. Everybody's just wandering around in their natural habitat, all talking about the terrible zoos over east with all those humans in captivity. And then here, it's just like people are just bouncing around like it's not even a thing. Mark McGowan in a safari suit with an elephant gun popped out the roof of a Land Rover patrolling the border, keeping out the poachers. Not until after we've had the AFL Grand Final, Sammy. Randy, it's, do you uh, feel like a traitor being over there or are you just like uh, loving it sick and you've already forgotten about those of us in Melbourne who have lived most of, it seems, the past decade in lockdown? Look, if I'm going to read between the lines of that question, Sammy, it sounds like you're calling me a traitor. But um, no, I would. I prefer to use the term survivalist, um, uh, improviser. Um, i got no ties, Sammy. I'm for his bird. So I'm just, um, I'm literally just bouncing wherever I can and at this been, point. And you've actually I mean, been getting on stages. Just, you've been getting on stages mate. and doing comedy shows to actual people. Did a show in front of 950 people what? in Perth the other week. I know. Sammy. How much are you charging for a ticket, mate? Oh, as much as I can. You're mate. doing all right out of this. I'm, 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 the com- I'm the squirrel comedian. I'm just storing nuts for the winter because, you know, even though over here they don't think it's coming, Delta's coming, Sammy. <laughs> so don't say it too loud. But, um, yeah, look, mate, I am, uh, I'm just really just trying to keep my head above water. Well, I miss you, buddy. I miss you too. And look, it's not to say I don't I wouldn't mind a night in my own bed in in the apartment that I'm renting in Melbourne for an exorbitant price that I haven't been in since May. But you know, the trade off is Sammy, I'm in Broom. And have you a- been to Broom? <laughs> Sammy, 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 have you been to Broom? Oh, Sammy? I have not been to Broom. Oh. Oh. No, no, I did. I went to Cable Beach once. Oh, that counts. Yeah. Oh, we did a gig in We did a gig in Broome. We did a little gig in Broome. We did a little gig in Broome. Hey. Apple Beach, good time. Yeah, mate. Do you know that our series, Sammy Jane, Randy and Ricketts Lane, is on Ivy right now? Is it really? No one told me. And I was like surfing at Ivy the other day, as, as I wanted to do, and it popped up. Well, I believe they've got it. Ivy have the rights to screen it for another like five years or something. Does yeah. that mean they're just going to leave it up? until? I, like- I think it's going to be there until the pandemic subsides. That's what they've told me. Oh, great. So sometime in 2032, it'll come down. Oh, oh too soon. It, I said don't go political oh, on the podcast. I can throw these slings and arrows around Randy, from Broom, Randy, from the safety of Broom. Randy Feldface, uh, mm. you fill my heart with joy. You are oh, my dearest thanks, friend. But you know mm. what? what? I've got a snack pack I've got to keep doing. I've got to do the rest of my what? pod hang, now. Hang on. What? I thought I was on for the whole pod. Oh, no. It's a very, it's, I thought it's, this was a co-host It's like situation. a really quick moving vehicle. Like, it's really, I'm sprightly. I, I jump around, you know. Oh, I can be sprightly. No, Look at me. No. I'm in Broom. No, get out of it. Can we I fade can him down? I keep telling you. I'll tell you how great it is. Okay, I'll tell you how great it is in WA. I'll fade you down. Okay, great. So, the other day when I was enjoying my freedoms, maskless, not checking in anywhere, I went for a bit of a swim, saw a crocodile. I think we've, oh, I think we've lost the line there. Ah, good times. That was Randy Felt. Face living his best life out west. Hello, Sammy. Um, <laughs> I met Arnold Schwarzenegger. Whoa, what? In, oh, is that him texting uh, you right in, now? Do not talk about me on the radio. <laughs> I know people. That's it. So I, uh, I was uh, at a restaurant in, in Los Angeles in the 90s and uh, went to the bathroom, standing at the urinal. And I looked to my side and there, Oh. <laughs> he was a bit shorter than I expected. Oh. Ah, it's a massive week in politics. Is it ever not a massive week in politics? Sure, but 
You know, it was one of those weeks where a little cheeky gaffe happened that we'll probably still be laughing about in five years, namely when Joe Biden, the President of the United States of America, seemingly forgot the name of Prime Minister Scott Morrison and referred to him as that fella down under. It's manna from heaven for people who work in the sphere of political comedy and indeed people who work in the sphere of political gossip columns, just like Alice Workman, who writes the Struth column for the Australian newspaper. Hey, Alice... What did you get up to on the weekend? I went back and I did a bit of Google searching this weekend and found uh, a video of you doing a audition for Gardening Australia. So I don't really understand why we're having this debate because I am of the opinion that you're pro gardening. This is pre this is pre show bully. We haven't even given the listeners the topic yet, and you've already got me on the ropes, listeners. Okay, Alice is straight in the ring. I'm clambering in. I've already got a bruised bloody eye. The topic of today's debate is gardening, yes or no? And Alice, I am arguing firmly against gardening. Now, well, during Lockie D, <laughs> or you go first. So. Okay, no, I'm going I'm to refute your first assertion that I appeared on Gardening Australia. Alice, you are a professional. You understand how businesses and organisations work. And when Costa comes to me and says, we're having a big anniversary, will you recall a little video? <laughs> well, I say yes. I say yes, and I just, I, I help out a bearded colleague. That's all I do. It has nothing to do with my known hatred of gardening. Well, during Lockie D, I've been all dressed up with nowhere to grow. You could say I had ants in my plants and I was looking for a way to herb my enthusiasm. So I decided to eat, drink and be rosemary. Cutting at vine, I thought I would seed between the lines and find some peas and quiet in an edible garden. And Sammy, there's never been a dill moment. I didn't know we could employ puns in the debate. Oh, I am on the floor here. Alice Workman, you're already going to win, I can tell, and you deserve to. But I will say this. I will say this, okay? Life is hard, life is tough and life is cruel. And the last thing any of us need to add to that hardship and cruelty is the process of maintaining and keeping alive green things. That will only die and lead to more work to be done in the form of weeding, pruning, clipping and watering. I beg your garden. I'm no one-trick pony. Let's do this one more time so I can pass the test. Sorry if that's a bit mulch. I don't moss around, Sammy, but you know what they say. Don't stop the beat, Root. <laughs> can, I, can we have some time out, everyone? Just time out. Everyone, just <laughs> off to the side of the ring, please. Get out of the ring. Just, just huddle with me, Alice Workman. How long have you been a pun goddess? <laughs> well, I decided that this was uh, an easy debate for me to win, so I thought I would level the playing field by incorporating puns, which are extremely divisive. Okay, get back in the ring. I accept that. Alice Workman, I had some grass in the last place I lived at. I no longer lived there, but I had some grass, and I replaced that grass proudly with fake grass, and it was the best decision I ever made. I saved water, I saved time, and everyone who came over said, ooh, what lovely grass, and then I got to enjoy the party trick of saying, it's not real grass. All right, let's bury the hatchet before I turn up the volume and engage in some trial and error later this afternoon. As far as the cacti can see, I've been raking it in Sammy. And you know what a gardener's favourite Beatles song is? What? Let us be. Oh. Although, on a, as, as a side note, I will say that I've also previously had fake grass and it's terrible in summer because the plastic burns your feet. Oh. 
Alice Shirkman shirking the responsibility of telling me in advance we were having a pun off because that is a competition I would gladly enter. But here I am on my little weedy ropes. You know what? They pave paradise and they put up a parking lot. Why? Because you can't stop progress. Let's face it, we all like to pretend we like nature. We all like to pretend we get enrichment from the soil. But 93% of listeners, actually, all they want to do is go back to the shops and a cafe and the normal life we know and love, surrounded by filth and grot and grime, which is the true spirit of humanity. That is the time that we have all arrived at in this life, and everyone knows it. Those who gardening, are just, those, those who garden are just pushing the barrow up a, a hill only to be uh, put in the barrow and roll down the hill on the other side into a crushing car park of disappointment and reality. <laughs> Spring is here, Sammy. I'm so excited. I wet my plants. And you know why Elton John doesn't like lettuce? Because he's more of a rocket man. I just, I really worry that your column in The Australian this week is going to be very light on because you spent the entire weekend coming up with, I acknowledge, A-grade puns, Alice. What's small, red and whispers? What? A horseradish. Oh, this is, this is just, this is disgraceful and embarrassing. Alice, do you really think, yes, you've won the pun off and you've done it fantastically, but do you really think you convince anyone that gardening is actually a good thing to do? Oh, well, you know, Sherlock Holmes was doing some gardening. Watson asked what he was planting. He replied, a lemon tree, my dear Watson. <laughs> a lemon tree, my dear Watson. <laughs> Alice Workman, you know what? I'm not even going to allow Ross Kavanagh the pleasure of deciding the winner of this week's debate. You have trounced me. You have pounced upon me. I have been a weed that you have seen a mile away and you have just pulled me up with your literary prowess. And you know what? I salute you, Alice. And I love you for it. Uh, well, it was like the plot to a soil of a century, Sammy. <laughs> Just go away for a few weeks. Think about what you've done. Think about how dirty you've played. And I'll see you in a couple of weeks. And I will come, oh, with some wordplay, Alice Workman. If you want to go there, we will go there. Perhaps you should bring some DVDs of Gardening Australia. <laughs> You're listening to the Sammy J Snack Pack. Well, hey, if you're just tuning into the podcast for the first time, welcome. And every now and then I like to invite someone to come on board and talk about the hill that they would die on, the petty, insignificant issue that keeps them up at night. Today, it is my pleasure to welcome my colleague, Raph Epstein. He's the Drive presenter on ABC Radio Melbourne, former journalist with The Age and the Sydney Morning Herald, and occasionally he says hello to me in the office if there's food on the nearby table that's sort of positioned around the corner from my desk. And, it, you know, it makes me feel a little bit special when he does. Raph, me and the podcast listeners all want to join your army, but you're going to have to convince us. What's the petty issue you're going into battle for? I just want you to understand the sort of leader you're dealing with, Sammy. If you're not on board, I will throw you overboard. I need you to understand that. These are the chilling words of a wannabe army commander, my friends. Raph Epstein, officially, what is the hill you are prepared to die on today? I think we need to man the battle. We need to man the barricades. We need to man, woman, cat, dog, um, everything, the barricades. We need to stop people using electric kettles. They are destroying their palate and they're ruining every good cup of tea across the nation. And it is the hill that I am prepared to die on. Electric kettles must go. The man's outrageous. This will never catch on. What are you talking about, Raphebs? Electric kettles are the pinnacle of human innovation. You want a cup of tea? You boil the kettle? What do you... How do you do it? I do seed one... I, I seed a few points before I proceed to die on <laughs> Sorry, the hill. Sorry, you're, you're already taking no, no, flesh no. wounds before you even inflicted one <laughs> scratch. 
There, there is an environmental impact to gas kettles and electric kettles are fantastic inventions. However, the hill I am prepared to die on is that it tastes different. If you boil water in an electric kettle and pour it in your teapot, and you may, as I do, regularly of an evening, pluck some of the peppermint that I cannot stop from growing in my garden and put it in a teapot. If you put electric kettle water in there, it does not taste the same as a kettle, a metal kettle or a saucepan on a stove on a gas flame. It just tastes different. And what, I know like, people can you are describe, is it, are you saying it tastes like electricity? Well, like, what is the difference? It's hot boiling water. How could that be different? Are you prepared to die on this hill with me and follow me or not? Oh, I need you to convince me more at the moment because I'm going to take my it entire trip like back rubbish. to... It just tastes like rubbish. It doesn't taste like tea. It doesn't taste like real tea. You're not getting the real flavour of the real tea. Sorry, but... Rav- you know that, Sammy. I, I mean, I know you need to put on this act for the purposes, you know, like they're on the radio and everything, but I know that you know deep down in your heart when you boil your kettle at home on a gas flame and you sit down and you swirl the teapot, give it time to rest, that's important. But even if you do that with the water boiled in an electric kettle, you know that that first sip as the steam rises, catching the sunlight coming through the breakfast window, an electric kettle, it just doesn't taste the same. You know this. And that's why you're prepared to man the barricade with me. Raph, two points. One, uh, I regularly join my fellow army commander and go into battle, so so there's no act here. Like, I need to be convinced. Mm. And so far, Mm. you're doing... a tricky job of it because I don't really drink tea. I use an electric kettle to make instant coffee. <sighs> yeah, what are we going to do here? Hmm? <laughs> what are we going to do? Uh, do we need well, to take a moment in the tent away from the, the masses to have a, a man-to-man <laughs> chat? I... Sorry. <laughs> 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 this I'm is not the sure evil I'm chuck. I'm prepared to die on a hill with someone who drinks instant coffee. Like, let's be honest. Like, is this... We're inside the tent, right? No one's no one can hear this? Raph, when Alexander Hamilton and George Washington gathered their troops in America for the War of Independence, they didn't get to choose who came to them. They took whoever they could get. I'm yeah, your second in charge here. Coffee. They were all at least drinking proper wine before they got drunk and before they went to battle. They weren't drinking Diet Coke before they went to battle. They were drinking wine and beer. Raph, when I go home, if you want me yes. to really try this for real, for real, what I'm going yes. to do is I'll use my camping kettle that is one you can put onto a flame, but I will, of uh-huh. course, use it with instant coffee because that's how I will compare the taste. I don't really drink tea. I am willing to bet it's, everything tastes different. Mm-hmm. Although, can I, can I really caveat again because we're inside the tent? Yeah, we're in the tent <laughs> and then we'll get back out in a second. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I will concede yeah. <laughs> coffee's different because it's got a much stronger flavour than tea. Mm-hmm. However, tea, 100%, 100% tastes different. Water boiled in an electric kettle tastes completely different to water boiled uh, on the gas. Raph, yeah, he's got a, a chance for a final spruik. I know there's been some dissent over the types of kettle, types of tea, but ultimately we're here to talk electric versus gas. Raph, what do you want to say to these, these people who are looking very narrow-eyed at us? Across cultures, across time, from those who have colonised to those who have been colonised. Every human who has walked this earth has savoured and enjoyed being nourished by and progressed by the flavour of water drawn from the plants of this earth. And there is no existing or extinct society on this earth that has not been nourished and grown by boiling that water over a flame, over fire. We are trashing and destroying 
the legacy of every civilization that there has ever been on this earth by drinking hot drinks that are made with an electric kettle. It is a complete repudiation and destruction of the very thing upon which all civilizations are built. So are you with me? Raf, that is the sort of languid meandering response <laughs> that only a man who is waiting impatiently for a kettle to boil would give. You seem to have all the time in the world. <laughs> You've been munching on the Sammy J snack pack. Clean yourself up. Well, there it is. As I've always said, a short pod's a good pod. And thank you for joining me for another Sammy J Snack Pack. Please remember to subscribe, tell your friends, give it a like, follow it, whatever you need to do to keep informed so that I can keep delivering you taste little snacks straight to your ear holes, courtesy of the technological audio wizardry of Ross Kavanagh. Thank you, Ross. Thank you, everyone. And hey, I might see you in a toilet someplace in the future. Always up for a chat. I'm still here, much like someone stuck at a urinal with stage fright when someone sidled up next to them. But look, I've been enjoying your celebrity bathroom tales so much, I had to give you one more. Chat next week. So then Uma Thurman walks in. (laughs) You're making it up now. I'm not making it up, I promise. Yeah? And I'm quite tall, so um, and so is Uma. So uh, and and Jennifer is tiny, like just a miniature person. <laughs> anyway, and <laughs> so she takes a look at both of us and goes, "Oh my God, you guys are just like Amazon women, right? Okay, stand back to back. I want to see who's tallest." Because <laughs> Uma was like, "I'm taller, definitely," and I was like, "No, who I'm was, taller." Who was taller, Alison? You or Uma Thurman? We were the same exact oh. height.